Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> a meme to start us off. Well, yeah. Welcome to uh, episode maybe 20? Yeah, I think it's 20. <laughs> it's been a long time since we recorded because we recorded the other, the Thanksgiving, well, Black Friday episode. We recorded it early. Yeah. So it's been like a week and a half. Good to see you. It's been a long time. It has. Anyway, welcome to History and History Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Amador. I have a cold slash lost my voice this last <laughs> week, so if I sound like I'm yodeling or like a train wreck, that's why. Hot garbage. You like that guy from The Price is Right? The one that Parker? climbs the mountain? No. <laughs> Not the host of Price is Right. That's the only guy from Price is Right. What do you mean? I mean the yodeling guy. There's a game that they play where the guy's like, Yoodly, The mountaineer like, guy? Yeah, and he's going up the mountain or whatever. And then, I don't actually remember how that game worked. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I remember how any of the games worked, except for, like, Plinko. Which Plinko was just... He just dropped... Doo, 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 doo. Um, I'm pretty sure the yodeling guy, like, they gave you an item. You guessed the price. But then they didn't, like, the, the way they told you whether you were under or over was whether he fell off the top of the mountain. I think if he fell off the top of the mountain, <laughs> if he, he went, died? Yeah, he Me. went over. And you lose. You lose. So, um, yeah, that's what you sound like. You might sound like. Great. <laughs> anyway, this is going to be for, this is the beginning of December. It's yeah. December 1st. Correct. Crazy. The year's almost over. It snowed like a son of a bitch today. It did. It was good. My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shovel a lot. 18 tons of white bullshit. Yeah, bending at the waist in the driveway. <laughs> Throwing my back out. Right. Lifting strictly in a, in a jerking motion with my lower back. Ew. I'm jerking the I'll have to go see Dr. Click Clack break my back. <laughs> and he'll fix me right up. No free advertisements. Okay. Um, it cool. looked like Christmas today. It did. We gotta take your daughter out and plop her in the snow. She'd love it. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I feel like I thought about that today when I brought her home from daycare. Of just, like, she was already in, like, her snowsuit or whatever. Might go throw her in the snow. But I'm like, but then she'll be cold. That one will get wet. Her, like, purple fuzzy one. But if we put her in the pink one. Oh, yeah. That one's, like, anti-water or whatever. Yeah. Anti-water. We'll have to do that. She's a duck. The water just slides right off. Quebec. Ducks are anti-water. Did you know that? Mm. Learn something new every day. (laughs) So is a frog's ass. A frog's ass? It's watertight. (laughs) That sounds like a your dad joke. It's 100% of my dad joke. (laughs) How did I know? Does Uh, a bear shit in the woods? Is the Pope Catholic? Is the frog's ass watertight? One of those. I thought you said, does the mayor shit in the woods? I was like, I hope not. I don't think he does. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> um, so, because it's episode 20, that means it's my turn. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Mona Lisa. And uh, that was very interesting. I'm glad you thought so. That was, like, that is, that is the kind of topic that this show is, like, Originally, when you and I set out to do stuff like this, like that's the exact kind of thing that 
like that's perfect, right? It's everyone knows about it, but no one like knows, knows about, about it, it. Yeah. right? Like no one knows the intricacies. Everyone's heard of the Mona Lisa. Also, the there's history a, behind the history. A quick correction on uh, last week's episode: I was informed by my mother that uh, "Starry Starry Night" was by Van Gogh and not Monet, as I said multiple times in that episode. Yeah, well, <clears throat> sometimes you fuck up. Sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> Um, so that being said, today is my turn. Wait, is it Starry Starry Night? Are there two stars or is it just one starry? I think it's Starry Starry Night. I think it's just Starry Night. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's Starry Starry Night. Survey says? So after further Googling, Alex is right. It's called, it's actually, well, actually really neither of us are right, but you're closer. It's The Starry Night, not Starry Starry Night. You know what Starry Starry Night is from though, which I just found out? That is um it's the first line from the song vincent by don mclean he says starry starry night a reference to van gogh's 1889 painting starry night the starry night that's one of nick's favorite songs is it yeah i i'm sure i've heard it couldn't pick it out so that's interesting so that's probably why i call it starry starry night though because because that because of a song that you don't know well, no, because I've definitely heard that beginning, Starry, Starry Night. Yeah, like, I know the beginning of that song. Okay. So that's probably why I call it Starry, Starry Night. Okay. Just like Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, the two paintings made more popular by songs. I don't know that that's, that's true. That's the true okay. art. The true art is songwriting and not painting. Confirmed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, we're not talking about art. We're not talking about paintings. We're not talking about sculptures. We're not talking about any of that. Boring bullshit today. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're talking about some real shit. Real shit, real shit. Never tell a lie. <laughs> We're going to talk about a couple, two different things today, but they're connected. Okay. One incident kind of leads to the other, but the second incident already existed. Should we part one, part two this? No, 100% not. That's 0%. Yeah, 0% <laughs> yes. no. (laughs) I've never thought about that before. You know, I used to have a friend in college who used to say, we were walking into Walmart one time. Well, you know Ginger. Um, We were walking into Walmart one time. We were talking about something. He goes, I always never da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, you can just say never. If you always never something, that means never. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, always never is just... (laughs) What are you talking about? What do you mean? (laughs) He also, um, he always pronounced the second T in button, button, so. <laughs> you do that when I'm talking to your child. Look at these little buttons. Sure, but he was talking to adults in college. <laughs> <laughs> and we made fun of him for it a lot. But I love that guy. Anyway, today our incident, or our first incident, takes place in a Chicago suburb on Wednesday. Shocked. Right. On Wednesday, September 29th, 1982. <clears throat> hmm. Do you have a, a guess? I think I do. What is it? The Tylenol thing? It is the Tylenol thing. And by thing, you mean murders. Yes. So, Wednesday morning, September 29th, 1982. 12-year-old Mary Kellerman wakes up with a runny nose and a fever, and her parents advise her not to go to school. Instead, take some Tylenol and get some rest. A quote from the dad, Dennis Kellerman, says... Quote, I heard her go into the bathroom. I heard the door close. Then I heard something drop. 
I went to the bathroom door. I called, Mary, are you okay? And then, again, Mary, are you okay? And there was still no answer. End quote. Uh, Dennis opens the door, finds his daughter unconscious. She was pronounced dead at the hospital from unknown causes. Like, later that day. A couple, a couple hours later, in another suburb, 27-year-old postal worker Adam Janice also doesn't feel well. He's sick. So he also stays home, takes two extra-strength Tylenol for a headache. He collapses to the floor almost instantly. Can't be resuscitated. Paramedics rule it as a massive heart attack. Now, those are kind of like, okay, this is weird, right? Like, the first one's definitely weird. Second one, I mean, at this point, there's no connection. Like, right. these people don't know each other or anything. It's not like, hey, man, don't take the Tylenol. Um, but it's kind of random, right? What kind of picks, like, what kind of triggers a wait-a-minute response is Janice's relatives rush to the house to console his grieving wife. They also have headaches, so they take Tylenol and drop dead. Like, that's horrific for his yeah, wife. Yeah, that like, sucks. Jesus. Two of, the, two of the family members, they're dead. Like, they take the Tylenol. The same Tylenol that he took. And they're just, they're dead. So all in all, seven people will die between September 29th and 30th in 1982 in the Chicagoland area. Okay. That's this many. <laughs> Me holding up seven fingers. Investigators, toxicologists... Quickly identify the culprit. Tampered capsules of extra th- extra strength Tylenol. Someone had opened the capsules and replaced the pain-relieving medicine with a deadly dose of potassium cyanide. So cyanide poisoning. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad for you. Smells like almonds. Does it? Yes. I didn't know that. How do you know that? Uh, do you know any of my interests? Because <laughs> you were a chemistry major once? Promo code murder. <laughs> oh, <it does. laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So these murders rock the nation. So do you know this whole story then? Yes. But I'm interested to see what you have to say about it. That's too bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So these murders rock the nation as the story is everywhere. In um, It it, it rocks the nation to its core. And all this stuff comes out on October 1st, which is the beginning of Halloween season. Which is the second kind of thing we're going to talk about today. Which is the, um, like the fear of 13. Halloween candy tampering. Oh, okay. Grandma Ray is really into this. <laughs> <laughs> She's always sharing shit about watch out for fentanyl in your in your kids' pixie fentanyl, sticks and razor stuff. blades. As if anybody has ever bought a pixie stick, but like after nineteen ninety five. As if anybody's given up. Okay, free drugs. Yep. We'll get there. Hold I know. On. I know. We are. Pump I'm, your brakes. Hold on. So, the news store, every news newspapers across the nation pick it up. Uh, the killers dubbed the Tylenol terrorist, which, I mean, doesn't need a name. <laughs> Me? He, she, they, whatever. Um, How dare you gender the terrorist? Oh uh, yeah, the Tylenol terrorist. For decades, Americans had been told. So this is like before this, prior to the actual Tylenol terrorist murders. Uh, Americans have been told scary st- tales of Halloween treats supposedly spiked with razor blades and rat poison, but the Tylenol murders ratcheted up the anxiety around trick-or-treating to new levels, prompting cities and towns across the country to completely cancel Halloween. So, like, 1982 Halloween? Uh-uh. <laughs> Any, everyone that listened to Number of the Beast that came out that year and wanted to dress up as as the devil or, or Eddie, 
with the the puppeteer Eddie. Mm-hmm. Mm, not doing it. Not in some towns anyway. So, Tylenol takes it takes this pretty seriously. Like, do you remember? I would early, hope so. Like earlier this year, late last year, when there was a recall on baby formula. Yeah, I sure do. So. That was a pretty big recall. They're still reeling from it, right? The, Tylenol has the largest consumer recall in American history. 31 million bottles of Tylenol Extra Strength is pulled from the shelves. Which Damn. is crazy. <laughs> but at the same time, kind of gotta. Well, I mean, yeah. Seven people have died. Mm-hmm. More bottles were found in the Chicagoland area that contained cyanide, but no one else was hurt. So, obviously this guy went around... It, it, to me, it's interesting that it's two different suburbs. So, but maybe they maybe they bought their stuff from the same store, the Tylenol. So, did this guy just go to one place to to dose the Tylenol? Did he go to a bunch of places? Everyone swings into action, including the federal government. Congress passes the Anti Tampering Act, which I feel like should have already been an act, but but it was the eighties. <laughs> I guess. but the anti- And before that, it was the 70s, but, and they didn't give a shit about anything. But the Anti-Tampering Act didn't really do much besides be like, hey, if you tamper with stuff, like medicine or food or anything, it's 20 years minimum jail time, which also doesn't seem like enough. This guy killed seven people. This person killed seven people. So, I mean, maybe 20 years minimum is okay, but... Well, yeah, 20 years minimum, but he could also have seven murder charges on top of that, True. you know? Just I just feel like seven life sentences. Thing. I'm in here for twenty five thousand years. <laughs> seven life sentences. He's gonna die six times and still end up in jail. <laughs> the FDA passes new regulations that require drug making drug makers package medications in tamper proof bottles. Now, child proof bottles already exist at the little cap that you got pushed down on or whatever, but these are tamper proof bottles and tamper proof um, packaging. So a, I have a quote here from Dr. Alan Wolf, a pediatrician at Boston Ch- Boston Children's Hospital and a professor of pediatrics at Harvard Medical School. He says, quote, The 1982 Tylenol poisonings was one of the most one of those pivotal moments. He continues, quote, 40 years later, we take it for granted that bottles of over-the-counter medicine are shrink-wrapped in plastic, and there's a piece of foil that you need to peel back. Those tragic killings changed the pharmaceutical industry and changed federal labeling laws. So, as much as it drives me nuts when I, like, when I go to squirt mustard onto my sandwich and I'm like, why's the goddamn mustard not coming out? I gotta take the cap yeah, off. You gotta peel the Stab thing it back. with a knife. And... <laughs> yeah, I get so <laughs> angered. I'll break that damn mustard. God damn. That's why. Can you imagine? <laughs> Stay with me for a sec. Okay. If like somebody got put in prison for three life sentences or whatever, that like their kid has to carry out the sentence and then their kid has to carry out the second one and then their kid has to take it. Like, what if they don't have kids? Uh, pick some guy. <laughs> some guy. <laughs> Next of kin. <laughs> if you're like, I, like, my great uncle does something, but I'm his only next of kin. I and got a sort like, of life sentence for it. Guess who's in here, sucker. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. I'd go commit something then. If I'm going to be pris- in prison for it anyway, I'm going to go commit a crime that is going to put me in prison for it. What would you do? I don't know. I guess it depends on how long i got to go to jail. Life. That's the whole point of the life sentence. So is it only life sentences? Yes. Oh, okay. 
So, but what if he's given a 50-year sentence, but he only lives through 25 of it, and he dies at the ripe old age of 95? He's still got 25 years on a sentence. Well, left. that's not on anybody else. That's on him. Like, that doesn't matter. But, like, six life the sentences. The life sentences are on him, too. Right. Well, you, you don't have six lives. You only got one life, duh. So you <laughs> need good, six uh, other people. Good soap opera. One life to live. What? <laughs> this is a soap opera. You need a thousand souls. From the contract of San Benganza. Would you say, like, would you maybe need, like, a book of souls? No. <laughs> See how many more Iron Maiden references I can drop in here? So rad. Foghat? Yeah. What are you, Are you looking about? at me like that? Because <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about, I don't know, souls. And <laughs> somehow I got to Ghost Rider from that. Right. That, that made sense. Stream of consciousness at this point. Okay. Last time I talked to my therapist, I went into a stream of conscious. Like I'm pretty sure I talked for like six straight minutes, and then like was like, <sighs> and then like took a drink <laughs> of my Dr Pepper, and he's like, "You okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "He's like, you were probably kind of just talking stream of conscious." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'm fine." There's just a lot of talking. My poor therapist says like six words in our therapy <laughs> sessions, and I pay him. Am I shocked? <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. so Dr. Alan Wolf talks about why um, the pharmaceutical industry changed forever. You know what? Okay, and here's here's the thought I had when I was reading about this. I'm fine with, um, I'm fine with, I'm not fine. I'm I've accepted the fact that I have to peel off a little thing to get to my mustard, to get to my ketchup, to get to my mayo, to get to other sandwich making materials, <laughs> and. And to get to my drugs, I got to usually pull a goddamn cotton ball out. And, you know, I just want to take some drugs. Just like, the heroin. Get it to me. Right. Just why? Why do I got to fight through all this stuff? Okay, fine. I get it. What I don't understand, what I refuse to understand is why, like, and I dealt with this a lot at Sears because we sold a lot of tools. Why non, why some tools would be sold in blister packs. Like, blister packs to me zero cents i hate them like they're like easy to open never they're never easy to open and then you cut them with scissors and all you're doing is creating a plastic knife when you cut those things with scissors <laughs> because then it's the sharpest thing in the world this is one time i had a like when i was like pretty little i was probably six or seven we bought this like learn spanish book like for kids mm-hmm. and it was one of those like just a uh like a workbook kind of made out of just paper and then there was a like cd on top of it so you could like listen along while you're learning spanish or whatever mm-hmm. and it was in a blister pack so my dad tried to cut it open he's like why is it so fucking hard and he's like sawing at it <laughs> he cut the book in half he didn't know it was in there to try to get to the cd so he's like what the fuck and he had to tape it back together <laughs> Like, and, okay, fine. Like, if if you sell, like, uh, we sold, specifically, like, at Sears, right? We'd sell, um, like, circular saw blades. Those are sharp. Fine, put those in blister packs so sure. kids don't walk by and, like, run their fingers along them. And then, oh, I only have three digits now. <laughs> but what doesn't make any sense? What doesn't make any sense? I'm still laughing about my story. I haven't thought about that in, like, 87 years. <laughs> You're dead. 
Getting angry. Cutting <laughs> 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 a fucking. Hold the ass. I'm about sorry. That. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> what makes me crazy, though, is like we would have screwdrivers in blister packs hanging next to screwdrivers that were hanging on their own. Like, not in packaging at all. You could buy solo screwdrivers. I like when they sell scissors in blister packs. <laughs> yeah, like, or utility knives. <laughs> oh, good. Let me go get the utility knife I don't have to cut open this utility knife I need. <laughs> the irony. So anyway, all that's to say, I'm fine with medicine stuff, but blister packs suck. Anyway, so we're going to talk about um, one of the other things Wolf, um, Dr. Alan Wolf, talks about. He wrote a book called The History of Modern Toxicology. He had a whole chapter dedicated to the Tylenol murders. So the murders, because the murders happened so close to Halloween, people immediately transferred their anxiety over tainted over-the-counter drugs to long-standing fears about tainted Halloween candy. Joel Best, the professor of sociology and criminal justice at the University of Delaware, is a leading expert on Halloween sadism. Neat. <laughs> Me too. He alleges the, or that's the, uh, Halloween sadism is the alleged practice of giving contaminated treats to children on Halloween. So no, you're not. I'm an expert in that it doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> it's a myth. Uh, so he... So Joel Best traced the emergence of the contemporary legend back to the beginning of organized trick-or-treating in the 1950s. He says, quote, Almost immediately there are stories of people heating pennies in a skillet and dumping the red-hot coins into the outstretched hands of trick-or-treaters. What? (laughs) People are evil. People are mean. Like, I hate these little kids coming to my door. I know what I'll do. I'll melt some pennies and pour it into their hands. That'll get them. Like, out of the pot? I guess. I don't know. It says it's a myth. Here's the thing. If your kid goes up to somebody's door, knocks on it, and is like, cheeky tree, and then somebody comes over with a literal, like, sauce pot and pours shit in their hands, stupid idiot. Maybe that's harsh. That's a pretty harsh. So, reports of Halloween sadism took off in the late 60s and early 70s when the public's anxieties ran deep over the Vietnam War, the counterculture movement, and new terms like child abuse. (laughs) Before 1970, child abuse didn't exist. Um, It was just called discipline. (laughs) Yikes. So in 1970, the New York Times ran a story warning about razor blades in apples, chocolate bars replaced with laxatives, and candy packets containing sleeping pills. Okay, but I mean... The article quoted the New York State Health Commission, Commissioner... Who, said, who claimed that pins, razor blades, broken glass, and poison had all been found in the Halloween candy. In what Halloween candy? Where? The stuff he picked up? I don't know. Maybe he was like only getting candy from drug addicts. He's You're not supposed look. to pick apples up off the street that have been rolling around So when in asked, glass. When asked why someone would poison a child's Halloween candy, a psychiatrist named Dr. Reginald Steen blamed, quote, the permissiveness in today's society, which resulted in, quote, people getting away with more and more violence. The people who give harmful treats to children see criminals and students in campus riots getting away with things, so they think they can get away with it too. Hmm. If that Those was the, damn liberals. If that was the case, then 
people would be getting poisoned all the time because there's violence everywhere now. It's so prolific. And people get away with it, right? I so, mean, to some extent. I mean, so, I mean, I feel like if anyone, if they were going to be poisoning Halloween candy at all, it would be now. Not then, but. In 1985, Joel Best published a research paper that investigated all known claims of Halloween sadism since 1958. So, 27 years mm-hmm. worth of claims of Halloween sadism. And came to a surprising conclusion. In his words, he said, quote, I am unable to find a substantiated report of a child being killed or seriously injured by a contaminated treat picked up in the course of trick-or-treating. Take that, Grandma. In 27 years. Every report of a razor blade or pin or ant poison found in Halloween candy turned out to be a hoax perpetrated by kids or adults. And the few tragic cases where a child died on or around Halloween were wildly widely attributed to tainted candy, were confirmed by medical records to be the result of heart defects, infections, and other explainable illnesses. The only confirmed report of a child being poisoned and killed by a piece of Halloween candy was the unfortunate case of Timothy O'Brien, an 8-year-old from Texas, who died after eating Halloween candy laced with cyanide. Cyanide, man. It'll get you. That shit will kill you. The murderer wasn't a creepy neighbor, but... The murderer wasn't a creepy neighbor, but sadly Timothy's own father, who killed the boy in order to cash in on an insurance policy. The father was convicted and given the death penalty. Because they kill murderers in Texas. <laughs> they don't, they just... don't fuck with shit. <laughs> right. They... <laughs> now, have they killed a lot of like mentally challenged people in Texas? Yeah. But they've also killed a lot of murderers too, so that's, that's important to remember. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a huge debate, right? Is like if you kill if you kill a hundred people and 80 of them were guilty. Is it worth it? Uh, <laughs> I know it's tough. That's why a lot of well, states don't I have mean, the, uh, the death penalty. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a, that's a, that's a hot whole, button issue. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Tell us what you think in the comments. <laughs> Give us your hot takes on the death penalty. Anyway. So... Best continues, says, quote, When the Tylenol story broke at the beginning of October, people almost instantly started relaying the poisonings to the dangers of kids going trick-or-treating and being being given contaminated stuff. It's just like hive mind paranoia. Those two things don't... Like, Tylenol and fucking Halloween candy are not the same thing. The only reason they put it together is because it happened at the end of September. I get that, but like... A does not equal B, you know? Well, that's my point. If it had happened in May, no one would have equated it to Halloween candy. Right, then Easter would have been fucked. (laughs) Put those eggs down! The Halloween fears were the strongest in Chicago, obviously, where the community was still reeling from the murders and no arrests had been made. Bob Green, a columnist for the Chicago Tribune, wrote, quote, If you are a parent and you have any sense, you will forbid your child from going out trick-or-treating this Halloween. In this year of the Tylenol Killer, it would be especially foolish to let a boy or girl go door-to-door asking for food. Hmm. The mayor of Chicago, Mayor Richard M. Daly, distributed one million leaflets encouraging Chicagoans to hand out money or small toys instead of candy on Halloween. That's good. I mean, at least still trick-or-treat, but if you're worried about it, then hand out, hand people $10 bills. (laughs) In a suburban Chicago subdivision called Poplar Hills, the Homeowners Association asked residents to hand out coupons for candy that could be redeemed at nearby stores. Also a good idea. Yeah, that's good. 
But also, far from Chicago, communities like Vineland, New Jersey, canceled trick-or-treating altogether, and other suburbs and small towns followed suit in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. You know what Massachusetts also had? Salem. (laughs) So, they're all about witch hunts over there. (laughs) Massive huge tits. (laughs) So, according to Best, who tracks reports of Halloween sadism going back to 1958, again, he wrote that report in 1985, Mm -hmm. there were 12 reported cases of Halloween... Candy contamination in 1982, second only to 1971 when there were 14 such reports. As best is quick to emphasize, though, a report of Halloween sadism is not the same as an actual occurrence. Right. And finally, we'll end with, despite a 40-year ongoing investigation by the FBI and other law enforcement, the perpetrator of the Tylenol murders has never been found. Which I think is the most terrifying thing. Yeah, that's... <laughs> not good like, why? Because the whole thing... That's my thing. I don't care if they find him or not. But I want to know why he did it. The Chaos. Sure, but like... I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to do. Like, why Tylenol? Hints why not Advil? Mental illness. <laughs> hints of... Drug use. <laughs> sadism, like you said. Just... Yeah. Just enjoys enjoys yeah. hurting people. Sure, maybe. Well, maybe sure. it was an experiment to see if it would work. I'm sure Tylenol wants to know why not Advil, why not a leaf. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you pick us? Oh, well, that's my story. I'm kind of sad that you already knew about it. I'm sorry. But Did I mm, we can go back to that part and edit out, and I can say no and lie. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, that's fine. Because our listeners might not know. True. It's just one of those like <laughs> true crime things that is on every true crime podcast that that every mid twenties white woman listens to. Pretty sure. Much. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I found interesting was I've known about the Tylenol stuff forever. Never knew it was murders. Never knew it was murders. I thought it was just bad Tylenol. And it. Just didn't give your headache to go away? No, it what do you gave mean? you one that killed you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just never, like, I grew up around that. Like, I'd heard about it and stuff, right? Like, in passing, my mom has told me about it and stuff. But I've never, like, put together, like, oh, someone, like, dosed Tylenol and and killed people on purpose. I thought it was just, like, a bad batch of Tylenol. I always heard, like, oh, these people died taking Tylenol. Yeah, I no, never that knew. shit was intentional. I never knew it was murder. Now I know. It's... Murder. Murder. <laughs> so that'll be fun. That's fun. Not the murder part, but... But all the other parts. Yeah, like, I like the idea of Halloween sadism. <laughs> That's a, what a great term. We can get Grandma Ray a sweater that says, I believe in Halloween sadism. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> She's always like, man. She's always sharing some crazy shit on Facebook. I know, but that's my favorite part. It's the best. Yeah. And I love that she doesn't have a profile picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just like a nameless person. It's almost like a. It's almost like you're sitting on a bus, and like random hobos are walking by you, just saying crazy stuff. <laughs> but it's my grandma. Right, but like it's a different <laughs> hobo every time. That's why it's faceless. Like you know, he's like sure. <laughs> There's fentanyl in the candy. <laughs> you're right. You're like, okay. <laughs> and then the next one. And a bunch one, of other stuff. And I'm then the not next one walks by and is like, have you seen this fudge recipe? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then a whole bunch of other stuff I'm not comfortable saying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's fine. Good times. Cool. Good job today. No, you. <laughs> Thanks. That's what I was doing. I was just fishing for compliments. Oh, well, yeah. Um, you cool. done good. Thanks for shoveling. Thanks yeah. for cooking dinner. I really want a snowblower. <laughs> Remember when we bought this house and I was like, we can fit six cars in the driveway. Now I'm like, I got to shovel six cars worth of driveway. Because fucking Trey won't come get his bullshit out of our <laughs> goddamn garage. I still have to shovel it. I would Okay, just... fine, but <laughs> I want to yell but at sure, Trey. Throw him under a bus that he didn't know existed <laughs> all of a sudden. All right. I've got nothing else. You got anything else? Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, thanks for anyone who had us on their Spotify wrapped. Like, we were seven people's top podcast. Podcasts, yeah, which is dope. It is really cool. Um, so, Even though I'm pretty sure, like, at least two of those, like, only have Spotify to listen to our podcast. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. Um, but, yeah, thank you, everyone who's listening, still listening. Keep telling other people. Keep telling your friends. Tell your neighbors. Well, wait. Do we want to talk about Spotify rap? Because it's the only thing going on in the world right now. Sure. We can talk about Spotify rap. Who was your a, little, a little bonus episode of Spotify yeah. rap. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Except that this one's free. Right. Oh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Spotify rap 2022. Baloney snowflake exclusive. <laughs> That's our production company. Uh, yeah. Baloney Snowflake. If you don't understand what a baloney snowflake is, you never had a childhood, and I feel bad for you. And go make one. Because it's the best. <laughs> is it weird we never made snowflakes with other meat? Why is it only baloney? I think because baloney's got a. It's firm. Like, it, like, chicken would tear apart, turkey kind of tears apart, ham tears apart. Okay, well, I don't know why you're saying we, because I definitely made snowflakes out of whatever the fuck I could make. Oh, like, American I, cheese, I made snowflakes out of that shit all the time. Oh, see, not me. Because American cheese, when you bend it, it breaks. Yeah, but, like, you can, you can like, cut it out and stuff. You can, like, make little shapes with your fingernails and stuff. Mm, nope, never did that. Bologna only. Anyway, Spotify Unwrapped, Spotify for anyone who doesn't know... So anyone who has Spotify should know what it is, but if you don't, if you listen to us on like Apple, Apple sure Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or any of those other podcasts. Apple things, did one too, though. It was like Apple Replay or something. Okay, but we're not here talking about Apple Replay. But people know what it is. Spotify Unwrapped, just really quickly, if you don't mind, co-host. It's just wrapped. Unwrapped is with Mark Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify Wrapped is essentially what the Spotify looks at all the music that you've music and podcasts and, and shows that you've listened to throughout the year on the podcast on the Spotify app, and then it tells you like what artists you listen to the most, what songs you listen to the most, what podcasts you listen to the most. So that's why it's important to let people know that we were number one on for seven people as their top podcast. That's pretty cool. It's pretty because you can listen to any podcast on Spotify, and people seven people chose to listen to us exclusively or not exclusively, but the most. I wish it showed us, like, who was our number one or whatever so that we could, like, shout them out. But if, uh, I mean, if you, you know. You, you know, know who you are, number one. Yeah, <laughs> you know. You know. You know who you are. Put us on your, uh, your shit, your socials and shit, and we'll retweet. And yeah, 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 why would you say retweet? I don't know, because it's the only, like, we'll re-gram <coughs> re you. <who? laughs> 
We'll regram you. Or I don't know. Reinsta you? Yeah, reinsta. <laughs> repost? We'll repost you. Anyway, so what do you want to talk about it? Uh, I don't know that I was in the top 1% of Britney Spears listeners. I think I was in the proud. top 0.5% of Iron Maiden listeners. Which, but, if you know both of us, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. My top, like, podcast was obviously My Favorite Murder. And then I had, like, Do You Need a Ride in there? Because they are great. And I had, what else? Where My Mom's At with Christina P. was mm-hmm. on there. That's a great one. Armchair Expert. And I I've think never was, listened to Armchair Expert. You should. You would really like it. It's very, like... I'm not a real big fan of Dax Shepard. Well, get over it. Eh, No. <laughs> that doesn't really help me. I gotta like uh, like the person I'm listening to. Well, it's not about him. It's about. But he's the host. Okay. So I have to hear from him. I don't know. He's just like I don't know. He's a weird dude. Anyway. Oh, uh, and Celebrity Memoir Book Club. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's where they read celebrity memoirs, so I don't have to. Cool. And then they talk shit about it, which is exactly what I want. <laughs> you really want to be in a book club. Uh yes, but without the reading. <laughs> you want to be in like an audiobook club, but yeah. without the listening. Well, no, I'd listen to an audiobook. I'd definitely be in a book club. Y'all want to be in a book club? Hit her up. Uh, my podcast, number one, Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Shocker. Shocker. Um, number two was... Boy, I don't even remember. I only had three. Like, I've, I've only listened to three podcasts on Spotify. Because I have another app that I listen to podcasts on. Why? Are they just not on Spotify? No, they're just... I mean, I, because I was using it... Because Spotify, when it when they first launched podcasts on Spotify, it sucked. It was awful. What do you... What? What do you mean? Why? Because, like, they didn't have, like... Uh, you couldn't change, like, the speed that you listen to. You couldn't, like, cut silence out. And there was an app, Pocket Cast, which I love, um, that did all that. Which we're on, by the way. We're also on Pocket Cast. Um... Shout out to my mom, who I know for sure listens to us on Pocket Cast. I didn't even know that was, like, an option. To what? To, like, I, to cut out all this bullshit in between the words that I'm trying to find right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut to trim silence and stuff. Yeah, and it makes it, like, it takes, like, a 40-minute podcast and makes it, like, 28 minutes or 32 minutes. You know, you save, saves you some time. Which was more important back when I worked at my 911 gig, when I only had, you know, 15-minute breaks and a a 30-minute lunch. Now I don't care. Like I listened to, it. I was watching a twelve-hour video about a video game yesterday at work. One of my coworkers came over. and Was like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, it's a twelve-hour twelve-hour retrospective about a video game. And he goes, "Cool." <laughs> he's like fucking nerd. He's a nerd too. So he's like, "What game?" Anyway, so the uh, so yeah, so I only listen to three podcasts: Talking Maiden. And the only reason I did Talking Maiden was because I can save and download to my phone specific episodes, and they break down every Iron Maiden album. So I've I've been saving all their album, like they'll do other other shows and stuff in between the albums. But I've saved every album one because those I can always go back and listen to if I want to, and I, that way I just don't have to search for them or whatever. Sure. Um. So actually, I guess I could just pull up my Spotify unra- uh, unwrapped my Spotify wrapped. Um. And then the third one was Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which I've talked about on this show before because I love Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Are you looking for your other one? Yeah, I'm looking up my third one. What was your... Was there anything special about your top five? Um, Or top five uh, musicians besides Britney? I was in the top 5% for Do You Need a Ride. 
because they're just kind of my like comfort podcasts. Like I spent a lot of time with them during COVID and just like, I don't know. Because Do You Need a Ride reminds me a lot of like Louise and Jean from Bob's Burgers. Like they're just driving around in a car talking, but they're adults. Mm-hmm. And Aren't they in that? No. Oh. I thought one of them was in it. No, it's Karen Kulierov and um, Chris Fairbanks. And Chris Fairbanks is from Missoula. I added him on the Missoula Wikipedia page. So you're welcome, Chris Fairbanks. Yeah, that's the (laughs) point of Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, but usually people, like, go through and, like... I saw something interesting the other day. It's correct. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, it can be, and still people will take it down. Anyway, I saw something interesting yesterday that said... um, there was a thing about uh, oh Dungeons and Daddies. That was the other. That's the other podcast listed on Spotify. That was my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a dungeon. It's a non BDSM Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, Great. <laughs> so, what was I talking about? Huh. I lost my. I fell off the train of thought, as my history teacher in high school would say. <laughs> Curtis said something about training. Oh, you're thought. talking about Chris Fairbanks and editing Wikipedia real quick. Um, just because I remember the thought. I saw something on the internet yesterday that it was a it was a uh, picture, it was a screenshot of Wikipedia, and it said that there was like, it was some kind of furry thing, you know, the people that dress up like animals yeah, and no, discussing um, things with um, each other. Yeah. Um, there was, it was, a, it was an edit of a Wikipedia page and it was made from the... Uh, from Congress. Like, it was made from the House of Representatives. So, like, the, the quote on the thing was like, one of our representatives is a furry. <laughs> like, we want to know who it is. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. A representative. There's like a 300, 400 of them. So, you know. Well, the chances of one of them being weird, yeah, pretty high. Eyes wide shut parties. The lizard people. Yeah. Well, that's What are you going to say about... Fascinating. Your coworker? Oh, yeah. He, uh, I don't know. It, like, a couple of weeks ago, he said, like, some thing about, like, train of thought. Like, he said it in a weird oh. way, but it, like, was funny, and I don't, I wish I remembered what it was. He'll tell me later. Right. Hey, idiot, is this. <laughs> it was, like, I just choo-choo of think or something like that. I don't It was something along those lines, and I don't know. It was just funny. Choo-choo of think. <laughs> that sounds like something Evelyn would say. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but it was funny. Anything else to say about your Spotify? Wrapped? Um, just that I really look forward to it every year and I love it. That's and... great. I like getting a full breakdown. I guess I saw, so I'll list out my top five bands. Because um, everyone should check them out if you haven't. Number one, Iron Maiden. Number two was... Ooh. Volbeat. Number three was Valley. Number four... No. Number one was Iron Maiden. Number two was Bruce Dickinson, obviously. Number three was Valley. Number four was Volbeat. Number five was Metallica, which was weird to me, because I'm not even really a huge... out of nowhere. I'm not a huge Metallica fan, but I really like their first album. But apparently you are. Well, so. I really... I started listening to their early... Like, their first album and their second album. Um, Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning. A lot. This year. So... And I like the song off there. Well, that's good. My first was Britney Spears, obviously. Duh. My second was Three Days Grace, obviously. Okay. My third was Volbeat. 
Not obviously. obviously. My fourth was Ozzy. Obviously. And my <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you did it. My fifth was Taylor Swift. Pretty much only because I did like one full run before her like newest album came out and I listened to every song she has like in order. Oh god. And then I listened to the new album, so hmm. Spotify's like, You must have Taylor Swift. And you do. Clearly, if you listen I do, to but every I, single song she's ever I done. I really don't like this new album, and that's a hot take, because everybody fucking loves this new album. It just wasn't good, and that's all I have to say about that. That's a really long episode. We rambled. Yeah, but that's fine. We had a pretty short... It was a short, like, my part, so then we had some some rambling at the end. I guess. We'll be back at you next week with yep, uh, next week. some more bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it might even be historically accurate, too. Uh, you know. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Till next week. Bye, love you. Bye, love you.